Welcome back to a new edition of No Work Today. I am your humble host, Zachariah, a.k.a. Bill. I've got Hank. I've got Sal. Together we make at No Work Today, K-N-O-W Work Today on Twitter. We are always brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. If you need people, improve your fence, improve your deck, and use the promo code No Work Today. Get 10% off of your order. It has been a minute, gentlemen, since we talked about the NBA. And there's been a lot of it really compelling storylines, uh, most of which, uh, look, the Warriors 20-6 and six, don't really miss a beat with a ton of injuries and a ton of ejections and a ton of different things that would uh, lead you down the line uh, of thinking that they would have a worse record than they do. But of course, they're so talented that they are where they are. Houston Rockets are 18-4. and four. By the way, how have the Warriors played four more games than the Rockets? Is that just a schedule imbalance thing or what's going on there? Clearly. I Road mean, trips for the Rockets? Couldn't tell you. Um, Spurs, 17-8 and eight without Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, as I like to call him. How the hell is that possible? Popovich is a goddamn magician. How are they 17-8 without their only superstar? Pop- and Tony Parker. Popovich is a, ma- a magician, and him and Steve Kerr need to be the, the presidential ticket for 2020. Pop I'd vote for it. Pop spewing hate at the top, and, and Steve Kerr, the cool head. Two very outspoken uh, coaches when it comes to politics. Best thing is the Spurs actually prefer it this way because their deep bench gets a lot of good experience in the clutch. Those guys will be ready to play playoff minutes. Do you believe in the Rockets? No, I do. I I I definitely as a believe one in the seed? Rockets. I, I mean, no, I don't think they're better than the Warriors. Probably but more they, like a three seed, right? Uh, I I mean, are we talking about what what record they will end up with, or are they the best? Because it could easily be end a, up with could easily be a situation like last they year. They end up with the best record, but they're not the best team. Yeah, we saw the Celtics get the number one seed last year. We knew the Cavs didn't really care. I could see that happening with the Rockets and Warriors this year as well. Okay. Um, one thing that I like about the Rockets. They've, or actually a lot of things, they've they've taken their supercharged offensive to the extreme of chucking threes and, and going for layups, and they've incorporated Chris Paul, and I like what they do is they let Chris Paul and Harden play together sometimes, but they also stagger them. NBA teams don't do this enough. You see bench mobs out there with five bench guys at once. They stagger them, and Chris Paul, who his whole life has kind of tried to be the floor general and pounded the ball into the ground and yelled at his teammates, gets out there and says, oh, man. In D'Antoni's system, I might get a ball screen 35 feet from the hoop and just be running downhill against a scrambling defense. I might be encouraged to chuck a three seven seconds into the shot clock. His eyes are kind of opening up. He's enjoying it, and they're incorporating him well. Um, so that that mix is working out for Houston and underrated. They added guys like P.J. Tucker, and they're giving a lot of minutes to Luke Richard Mumba Moot. They're, they're Hang playing. on real quick. Do you notice how his voice dropped into a sexual tone? I'll he tell just you. said... PJ Tucker. Do you want to know why? Do, do you want Please. To I mean, it sounded very sensual. Because I'm talking about defense. Oh, I love defense. You get turned on by defense. I love defense. Well, but the glitz and the glamour that we see of the Rockets is all about these high point totals and Harden putting up ridiculous triple doubles and shooting a lot of threes. But Capella protects the rim, and the two guys I mentioned, Mamba Moot and P.J. Tucker, along with Trevor Ariza, give them the type of versatile wings that can defend some of these other newfangled offenses. So you're buying that are I got, I got, real, bad, the third best got real bad news for both you guys. Here, here's the problem with... Okay. with Here comes Hank, barging on, in. On, high on my list of losers who I told you preseason, and guess what? Two of, two of my high on my list of losers, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony... Joined together in a quote-unquote star-studded team. I told you they'd struggle. There, here they are with a losing record. Bad news for the Rockets. They have two losers. 
Chris Paul, James Harden. They'll have a good record in the in the regular season. They'll put up big numbers. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. The playoffs will come. They'll go home. They'll go fishing. They'll be on a banana boat. I don't care what they do. They're not going to win. I if mean, Chris Paul wants to get... Losers? Harden and Paul? Harden and Paul. Okay. There's no, Paul is a, Paul's not a Paul loser. is a loser of the like to the highest degree. Okay. There's no shame in I mean losing to the Warriors who are one of the best teams ever or losing to the it's Spurs who are a dynasty. It's, it's Hank Chris Paul Chris Paul Chris Paul here's your hot fact. Okay. Chris Paul is the was been on the only two Western Conference teams to not make the Western Conference Finals since he came into the league. All right. Great fact. We all know that, but I think it's a it, it's 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 an aberration. It's not part of Chris. Chris Paul is going to go down as a Hall of Famer and one of the best point guards ever. Uh-huh. Yes or no? No. Okay. And going back to your Thunder thing, do, losers. Okay. Do you put any stock into plus minus? First of all, they're on a three game winning streak. Did you know that? To dig to dig themselves to still under five hundred. Oh. Here's the thing. They're going to put any stock into plus minus. Yes. Okay. They're plus three point two. Okay. The eighth uh, seed right now, Pelicans are minus point oh eight. The six seed Nuggets are minus 0.05. Hang on. The fifth seed Blazers are plus 2.5, less than the Thunder. And the fourth seed Timberwolves are plus 0.04. They're going to make the playoffs, Bill. What are you, crazy? Of course. the the Thunder? Yeah. You're just saying they're one and done? They're one and two and done. Carmelo is not going to. I mean, Carmelo and Chris Paul should have just joined together somewhere. And They're really two lost. games out of the four seed. And let, let's not lump Paul George and Carmella together in this because Paul George has been the guy that you could incorporate into any team based upon his defense, based upon his shot selection, based upon his, by all accounts, good teammate. Carmelo, to me, is the bum here because he's refused to accept a lesser role. And he's, he's been pretty good. He still thinks, but the amount of possessions, been pretty good. the amount of possessions that he uses in isolation just slow down the ball. That's another one. They need to stagger that. A, a good example here. There's plenty of shots for you, Carmelo. Come off the bench and do it with the bench mob. Don't don't have it be out here where you stop the ball. As we've seen with the Warriors, we all agree, the Warriors play a beautiful brand of basketball. They have stars, but they don't run ISO. They move the How ball. Paul George come, come off the bench? Yeah. Too, too good of a defender. You want Paul George to play against the other team's best player so he can take that defensive assignment. Carmelo's not giving you anything on the defensive end anyway. Put him out there with the bench mob, and he gets those shots. But he refuses to do it out of ego, and he thinks he's going to get a big contract again next year. Maybe he opts out or does his thing, but who wants Carmelo at this point? I wouldn't want him on my team as a contender. I think for the Thunder, he's fine, and I think he's played great. I've seen him in a lot of situations. One time he had his foot on the line when he almost hit a game-tying three. I think Melo's been fine. Don't, don't, talk, don't talk to those guys about game-winning and game-tying threes because Paul George will puke his guts out I think, despite his goddamn commercial. I think ultimately the Thunder will definitely make the playoffs. Oh, they'll make the playoffs. May or may not make some noise based on what the match no is. No noise. Uh, the Warriors dealing with all these injuries. I, I think it's funny now because you saw the le- uh, you saw the players and the coaches right complain about the rest and or lack thereof and the back to backs and all that. So they, in case you didn't notice, normally the NBA season starts on Halloween. This year it started in the middle of October, so they extended the season. And still, and if you're the Warriors, I think this is smart. They are listing every single possible ding. Like if I just hit Hank on the left shoulder. They're going to list that as a left shoulder contusion. He's questionable for the game, even if he's fine and he's going to play. And more and more guys are sitting out. Now, granted, Steph Curry actually has a real injury now. Who knows how bad the shoulder injury is for Draymond Green. But the Warriors are being smart in listing everybody as having a possible injury. And then when they sit guys out, it's not looking at as them resting them. 
it's basically the Bill Belichick philosophy where Brady's been on the injury report every week for the last exactly. five years. Did you see the Achilles heel injury that he had last week? He was on the injury report with it. You know how serious an Achilles heel injury is? They said, hey, Achilles is hurting him. And then he played, of course, on Sunday. I mean, there's the thing, especially in the NFL, you don't want to tell guys what's hurting so they can target the injury, especially all the dirty players. So you, you see why that's happening. Sal, you mentioned that the East has a winning record against the West, and I'm looking at the standings here. The Rockets, I think, are better than you know most teams in the East. The Warriors and the Spurs, obviously. The Timberwolves, who I predicted to be a three, uh, a three seed before the season started, they're at a four seed right now at 14 and 11. Blazers, 13 and 11. Nuggets, 13 and 11. Jazz, 13 and 12. Pelicans, 13 and 12. Thunder, 11 and 12. Uh, the Clippers, with Blake Griffin being gone, they started off like what four and one, and then just completely shit the bed. Uh, Suns are obviously terrible. Lakers are terrible. Grizzlies are terrible. Kings are terrible. Mavericks are terrible. Is the East as good or better than the West now? Because I would never have predicted that. I think it's certainly more balanced. I mean, you see a lot of those teams that you named, very mediocre teams that you can kind of expect to finish somewhere close to 500, and also some teams that aren't quite putting it together. We see a, a kind of an ugly mix of players that they're they're trying to coalesce, but it's you got Frankenstein teams in the West. You have Minnesota, uh, Jimmy Butler, and and uh, um, uh, who's the other guy from Chicago? Taj Gibson are pulling their hair out if they had any with playing with teammates that don't play defense in Minnesota. Um, Denver is a, another weird kind of team. You're not talking about a certain number one overall pick, are you? Oh, I might be. Wiggins would be so good if he could play D. I mean, Wiggins is his e- problem is defense. Wiggins is at least, I think, following the lead by Jimmy Butler a little bit and and being a little tougher on the that's defensive why, end. That's why I picked him as the three seed because I thought Butler would be perfect for that. And that's what they've hoped for, but it hasn't happened so far. And, and here's speaking of another guy who's living in the 1980s. Tom Thibodeau says. All the science that has told me that it's smart to rest players and have recovery and keep them fresh, throw it out the window. I'm going to play my starters 40 minutes a game. The guy goes out there with an eight-man rotation in the regular season, and a few bench guys that do play play single-digit minutes. Out of because they have no bench, right? Yeah, but some of those guys can play. I mean, you can you can you can throw Shabazz Muhammad out there. You can throw other guys out there. Yeah. They need experience, and it's ridiculous to say if you look at the guys who are playing the most minutes in the NBA. There's guys that you expect to see up there. You expect to see LeBron up there. You expect to see Antetokounmpo up there. But if you look, the Wolves have four of the top ten guys in most minutes played. You got Wiggins. You got Towns. You got Butler. Taj Gibson is playing damn near forty. minutes. Minutes a night. These guys are—he's running them into the ground, and he did the same thing with oh, I know. with in Chicago. Chicago. I know. And look at how broke down those guys are. Derrick Rose broke down. Joakim Noah broke down. Luol yeah. Dang is still in the league and can't even get on the court because he looks like he's forty when he's thirty-two. I mean, he, he's really—that's not work. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get on a tangent with Minnesota. I'll give but. you a tangent. You circle the date that Jimmy Butler returns to Chicago. For what? Daily fantasy purposes, Billy Boy. Okay. If he cost eight freaking thousand on FanDuel that day and you can't figure out why, you hammer him in every lineup you got. Guys going for 30 on Chi-Town. You think he's probably going to go off. All right, the Celtics are 22-4, and four, but the Cavs have won 13 straight. What do you make in terms of – remember before, and we have this on tape, I said I thought the, I thought the Celtics were going to win the East. Now, this was before Hayward got hurt. But where are you in terms of the number one, not seed, Who obviously 
the Cavs showed that the number one seed doesn't mean shit last year in the playoffs when they beat the Cavs four to one. But where are you in terms of who should be the favorite to come out of the East at this point? It's the Cavs, Bill. Don't be don't be crazy. Even right. even as a huge Celtic guy, I can't pick against LeBron when he's made the finals, whatever it is, seven years in a row. Uh, I mean, that guy's the but greatest. Their team is so much worse than the Celtics. They are. They are. But LeBron. Other than LeBron. I mean, yeah, I, obviously it's like saying this team is this, but you have Jesus Christ. And then you have the other team that's full of stars. Like, I get why you're saying that. But at some point, the better team has got to overcome the better player. Because LeBron lost when he was the best player on several Cavs teams in the in the playoffs the first time he was there. I like where the Celtics are going. Obviously, everything's coming up roses for them. Um, the Cavs... They're 22-4. They're looking great. The, the Cavs... Uh, a little bit undercover. They're Ke- better coached. Kev, they're definitely better coached. Uh, Kevin Love having Who's a they? Celtics. Celtics are way better coached. You're gonna take Lou over Stevens. I mean, I know you guys are gonna tell me Brad Stevens is a guru, but I, you know, Tyron Lou is a puppet from LeBron James. Well, LeBron's the coach then. Okay. Well, well, even then, I'd take Stevens over LeBron. Stevens is almost the unquestioned coach of the year, and that's going up against guys like Popovich. I'm sure will get votes. I mean, a lot of guys Popovich will get. Needs to get. I, I cannot believe they're 17 and eight without Kawhi. But but the Celtics overall, I mean, I think they're right there. But with the Cavs undercover, Kevin Love having a pretty good year, not getting a lot of pub for it, but he's doing his thing. He you, is. You also, Actually, I, I've gained a lot more respect for him over the years. You also, it's also tough to judge the Cavs until we see what they look like when Isaiah comes back. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be the same guy he was? And how it's will he be point. incorporated? He's a major it's piece. A good point. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel good. I mean, obviously at twenty-two and four, I feel good about picking the Celtics prior to the season starting and you guys kind of laughing at me for picking them over. And that was before Hayward got hurt, but I still feel good about it. I think they're better coached. I think my biggest thing is Kyrie not being on the Cavs and being on the Celtics. That's my biggest feel, feel good about that pick. What, what makes the East kind of compelling above the top two that, you know, uh, met in the, in the playoffs last year when we're talking about the Celtics and Cavs is when you look at, some of the young teams that are up and coming. I mean, the, the story of, I would say, the first week of the season was Antetokounmpo getting a lot of pub for ridiculous numbers he was putting up and an MVP mm-hmm. candidacy. That's a young team. Um, the, the, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers. Simmons is the rookie of the year, even though there's an asterisk because he sat out a, a year with injury. Embiid has the, one of the highest ceilings of any big men in the league. Um, and the Pacers maybe looking like they won the Paul George trade. We thought they got crap, and then Oladipo looks like an all-star outside of the shadow of Russell Westbrook, and Sabonis was excellent when he was filling in for Miles Turner. So there's some young teams in the East that are building uh, by developing internally, and I think that's what makes them compelling. Uh, in addition, Detroit Pistons, Andre Drummond learned how to shoot a free throw and one of, one of the more dominant big, men's on the, big men on the boards in the league. So a lot of interesting teams in the East that you, you would have not thought they were league pass material, but they're some of the ones that you like to tune in on a nightly basis to see what these young guys can do. And Bill, just, just to calm yourself down over there, whether you're, you love the Celtics, you love them, you can still go out and get the Celtics plus 300 just to win the East. So no one's buying the goddamn Celtics. And here's your closely contested East. Here are yeah. your other good teams. Toronto Raptors, throw your money down the toilet at 15-1. to 1. Watch DeMar DeRozan take 18-footers till they go down. All right. Philadelphia 76ers. Throw your money down the toilet. It's 18 to 1. You'll get to watch MB tweet after they take the L. You got the Wizards. Would you like to throw 18 to 1 odds down the toilet on John Wall and Bradley Beal? 
going hard to the hole and missing 20 footers. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And then from there down, it gets real ugly. This is the nature. This is the nature of betting odds when you're betting on a conference, though. In the NBA, is the most chalk heavy league in existence. The favorites win would the you, most percentage would you of the guys time. Like to it's, guess you know, what the Cavs are. It, uh, whatever. What one six minus one sixty. They're a minus. That's fine. But it's the same thing in the Western Conference where the Warriors will be the heavy favorite. I mean, it's no no surprise there on those odds. All right, gentlemen. We what, will one fact check that we got to run back to. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't no, have the right. stats available on demand. But Carmelo Anthony shooting forty one percent from the field. It's the lowest percentage of his entire career. So his efficiency is loser. down. Is down with Oklahoma loser. City. All right. Guy's been a loser since Kevin Garnett shit talked him. Thank you for that contribution. Uh, on Tuesday, we will all be getting our hair cuts live from a barbershop uh we'll give you the address and all that good stuff you can come on down hopefully have a drink i think there's a clothing store right next to it we don't know we just go where clay from the bay tells us to go um we will also post all of our picks i I took a look at the picks already because my brother is a degenerate and he's got me gambling on everything i didn't like any of them until like the last five games i think i liked three we'll post those i think if you bet every if you bet a hundred dollars on all of our bets We'd all be making you money outside of you, uh, Hank, I believe. I'm like one game back. Well, I think we're actually making money, though, and you're not. But well, either way. I, I, not, who would pick every game? It's not the point. Uh, we will post our picks. We will be getting our haircuts and doing a live podcast in Alameda on Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter at NoWorkToday, K-N-O-W WorkToday. Of course, we're brought to you by the Lumber Baron, thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code NoWorkToday. Get 10% off of your order. For Hank, for Sal, I'm Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. Until next time, holla!